When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, dog fans, and welcome to our special holiday episode of the Go Huskies podcast. Tony's top 23 of 2023. Reliving 23 of my favorite facts, moments, and memories from Washington's unforgettable 2023 college football season, resulting in a college football playoff berth and a first-ever trip to the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day to take on the Texas Longhorns. This top 23 of 2023 is presented by Red Hook, the proud craft beer partner of Husky Athletics, inviting all dog fans to join us in Capitol Hill on New Year's Day for the official Sugar Bowl watch party at Red Hook Brew Lab. Kickoff 2024 in style for just $30 at the door or $25 pre sale tickets at redhook.com. It gets you access to a tailgate-themed buffet from Kobo Pizza. Doors open at noon, space is limited. So hit pause on this podcast right now and secure your spot this moment. Again, for more info or to pre-order your tickets, go to redhook.com. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, where to begin? There's so much to sift through that I'll apologize in advance if I left anyone's favorite moments or stories about this team off of this list. There is an endless list that these dogs of destiny have given us over the last 12 months. But as we get started with number 23, it's actually not a moment, but a story about a couple of moments exactly 100 years apart that is almost impossible to believe. On December 1st, 1923, the Washington Huskies won a meaningful football game. It was a game that was the culmination of a two-year turnaround by a young head coach. Enoch Bagshaw had taken over a Husky team that had losing season in 1921. But with a win on December 1st, 1923, the Huskies secured a 10th win on the season, which was unprecedented, a first in Husky football history. 
And they did it at a three-year-old venue on the shores of Lake Washington, the place we now know today as Husky Stadium. And that win sent Washington to its first ever Rose Bowl game, a date in Pasadena on New Year's Day, 1924. Would you even believe it if I told you that that win on December 1st, 1923 was against Oregon? It was 26 to 7. And exactly 100 years later to the day, Washington battled Oregon again, this time in the final Pac 12 championship game, and once again came out victorious 34 to 31 in a three year old venue called Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to set a new school record for wins in a season at 13 and 0, the crescendo of another remarkable two year turnaround, this time by Kalen DeBoer sending Washington to its first ever Sugar Bowl game. The parallels between the two are almost unfathomable. The two record-setting wins against Oregon, exactly 100 years apart to the day, comes in at number 23. Now to number 22, the opening kickoff of the 2023 season. After an entire offseason of anticipation and hope that 2023 could be one of the most special seasons in Husky football history, the opening kickoff provided an amazing insight into what was to come. Huskies skip onto the field, trying to get this crowd fired up. Looks like Richard Newton is back to return next to Jeremy Bernard. And it's time to set sail on today's game with the opening kickoff brought to you by Holland America Line. Holland America, see more Alaska glaciers and wildlife than any other cruise line. The last dance for Washington in the Pac-12 is about to begin. Hats in hand at Husky Stadium. Strong right-legged kick, and we're underway on the highly anticipated 2023. Taken by Bernard, three yards deep in the end zone. Angles left, has a block. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Hold up. On the left side, he gets to midfield and knocked down in Boise State territory. What a way to begin 2023. Well, the space he had, the kick on the outside, and he goes from his right side almost at the numbers, and he was three yards deep, Tony, when he caught that football, I'm thinking, get a knee down, but you can already see the speed as he turned around the corner and got down the sideline. What a start for special teams for the dogs. That was the first touch of Jeremy Bernard's Husky football career, and what a big first season he had on Montlake, providing depth in a wide receiver room that needed it. And the special teams units were fantastic this season, ranking among the tops in the nation in all phases. And just like in 2022, when Asa Turner intercepted a Kent State pass on the very first play of the season, the Huskies did not wait long before giving dog fans a great sign of things to come. Now to number 21, the final offensive play of the game for Oregon State in Corvallis. The 11th-ranked Beavers had momentum, driving down the field in the rain, trailing Washington by just two points late in the fourth quarter. But on fourth and five, the Husky defense saw an opportunity to get off the field, and it took full advantage. Heart rate monitors going off all over the Pacific Northwest. 2.23 to go. Huskies up by two. Fourth and five for Oregon State. Got to stay disciplined. Uyunglele out of the shotgun. Takes a snap. Huskies bringing pressure. Uyunglele backpedals. He throws over the middle. Incomplete. The Husky defense brought five. Carson Bruner was coming up the middle. He got in Uyunglele's face. 
pass, it's incomplete, and the Husky offense gets it back with 2.08 to play. Carson Bruner, who had recorded a forced fumble earlier in the game, led the team with 14 tackles, and the Beavers would never get the ball back. More on that later in the show. Now to number 20, the second longest pass play in the history of Husky football. Michael Penix went one for four for 10 yards on the first three drives combined. Did a great job going six of eight last drive, leading a touchdown march down the field with 77 yards passing in that possession alone. Adunze and Polk wide to the right. Two tight ends off to the left are Westover and Quentin Moore. Dylan Johnson behind Penix in a pistol formation. Huskies have it at their own eight-yard line. Five takes a snap, drops back into the end zone. Penix chucking it deep downfield. Wide open, Jalen Polk's man fell down. He catches at the 50, oh. the 40. He's coasting in up the right sideline. A 92-yard touchdown pass. Michael Penix to Jalen Polk with one of the longest plays in Washington Husky history. Now there's a flag down on the Pass field. Defense. That penalty is declined. Result to the play. Touchdown. Colin Wright fell down on the play, and Jalen Polk from Michael Penix will go down as one of the longest pass plays in Washington Husky history. The dogs strike instantly. It's 20-7, to Washington. It was an enormous play in a game that ended up closer than many of us expected, but that 92-yarder slides in at number two in the record books and the longest ever pass in a road game in Husky history, only to be outdone by Jake Locker to Marcel Reese, a 98-yarder at home in 2007 against Arizona. Number 19, Michael Penix's first half at Michigan State. Spartan Stadium was roaring with 75,000 wearing green, trying to create a hostile environment for their future conference rival. But Michael Penix and his receivers were having none of it. Split wide out, split tight ends. Jack Westover now motions from right to left. Snap, Penix looking downfield, wants to take a shot. He's going to go for the home run ball. Has Jalen Polk, it's caught at the seven yard line. And a first down and goal for Washington. Sensational catch by Jalen Polk, who climbs the ladder and takes a shot. Dogs backed up. Penix on his own goal line. Takes a snap. Back to pass. Penix in the end zone. He's going to go all the way down the field for Roma Dunze. Oh, what a catch. Roma Dunze climbed the ladder. Roma Dunze with a first down at the 45-yard line. 50 yards. Roma Dunze is a grown man. That. Tony, that is a number one right there. Number one going up into the air. Uh, just look at Michael Penix. Hold, hold. Who holds their feet in their own end zone like that with trust to number one to go up and get that football? My goodness. Huskies have first and goal at the seven-yard line. 12 seconds to go in the half. Snap to Michael Penix. Penix looking into the end zone. Fires. Caught Westover. Lowers the shoulder. Tumbles on in. Arms are up. Touchdown, Washington. The Huskies pull a hat trick with Jack Westover in the first half. Six seconds to go before the intermission. 34-0 Washington. And the senior from Mount Si with three touchdowns. Unbelievable. 375 yards from Michael Penix in half number one. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. before Mike Penix came onto campus, that would have been a top 10 performance in school history. 
now he's got that in the first half. Penix had a first half for the ages, throwing for 375 yards and four touchdowns in the first half on the road against a Power 5 team, something only five other quarterbacks had done in the previous 15 years, including C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. That's the kind of company number nine was in. And Washington whipped up on Michigan State 41-7. At number 18, a play that earned Jalen Polk the top spot on SportsCenter's top 10. His phenomenal fingertip catch against Cal. Snap to Penix again. Penix going to throw over the shoulder. Grab caught. What a catch by big play JP. Are you kidding me? He's a taker. Ripping it away from the Cal defense. And the Huskies have a 20-6 lead with 219 to go in the first quarter. You know what? Week in and week out, I look at these wide receivers and I go, how can they impress you even more? The way that football, too, right over the top of the helmet. But the concentration you're going to need on this catch because you got hands in your face and you got to reverse and grab it over the top of the defender. Takes it off his nameplate. Says, that's my name. I'm going to take it from you. And holds on with his fingertips. Jalen Polk, as he went to the ground, his tips were strong enough to hold on to the football as his arms hit the turf. Wow. As impressive of a catch as we've seen from Jalen Polk, and he's been the big play guy. On we move to number 17. The Huskies had an epic shootout with number 20 USC and last year's Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams in the Coliseum. As the teams traded touchdowns in the fourth quarter, it appeared the Trojans might grab the momentum after holding Washington to a field goal. But as Williams and the Trojans were driving for the go-ahead touchdown, Voy Tanufi came up with one of the biggest defensive plays of the season. Third down, 13 to go. SC with the ball at the 30-yard line of Washington. Huskies up 45-42, 8.37 to go in the ballgame. Caleb Williams out of the shotgun. It's an empty set. Takes a snap, drops back to pass. In the pocket, being chased by Voitanufi, grabbed by Voitanufi. He's not let go. Voitanufi throws the Heisman winner into the grass, and the Huskies push him out of field goal range back at the 44-yard line. SC's got a punt. You had to make one stop. Boy, relentless. Had him by his right hand. I thought, I didn't know the strength of Caleb. The fatigue has to have set in by this point. The young man's been doing everything. It's Superman wearing 13, but boy, 52. Those paws grabbing on and holding to his back shoulder and then taking him down. A loss of 12 on the play, pushing him out of field goal range, which could have tied the contest. Washington followed that defensive stop with the game-sealing touchdown, and the Dogs got to 9-0 by beating SC in the Coliseum for the third time in their last four trips to downtown L.A. Number 16, sixth-year senior tight end Devin Culp developed some of the most clutch hands on the team, but those hands never came up bigger than they did on third and not likely twice. The first time in Tucson, facing third and 16 from the Arizona 22. Third down, 16 to go. Two by two formation again. Huskies keeping it bunch. Will Nixon on the left hip of Michael Penix. Takes a snap. Play fake. Penix stands in. Throws for Devin Culp. What a catch by Devin Culp at the five-yard line. Wow! Sensational! Devin Culp reaches up and snags it in with both hands. Level of difficulty 10.0. 
and they needed 16. They gained 17, Elise. Wow, incredible hands by the tight end, Devin Cole. What a way for him to improve throughout his career. That might be the best one he's had. No question. And in an almost identical scenario, third and 18 to go at the same yard line. This time, the 22 of the Trojans in the Coliseum. Now Fautanu comes back into the ball game, but you're now facing third down and really far to go with the Huskies having it at the 22. They need to get to the five for first and goal. Just two offensive line penalties that are just egregious in, in critical situations. That time, your helmet comes off. In, in fact, it's more like the four-yard line. Third and 18. Empty set here for Penix. Let's see what Magic Mike can pull out of his hat here. Drops back to pass. No real pressure. Now here it comes. He spins away from it. Penix rolling out to the left. Looking downfield. Looking, looking. Tries to keep the play alive. Throws to the end zone. Caught! Devin Culp! Did he hold on? Waiting for the signal. Two arms up. Touchdown! A phenomenal throw from Michael Penix. Another Heisman resume moment. And Devin Culp with the catch of his career pulls the Huskies within a point. There's something about number 83. And how he does that, well, you said it, Magic Mike, wow, rolls to his right, holds in the play, they drop eight, spins to his right, feels the pressure, spins back to his left, extend the play to his left, Tony, and then suddenly find number 83, Devin Colt, arms up to the sky, and to hang on to it, both feet in bounds. My goodness. Pins the ball to his own helmet, a la David Tyree. Wow. I mean, just unbelievable. And what a job extending the play by Michael Penix on third and 18. Culp on third down and ridiculous, converting both of those plays, provided Washington with two touchdowns in situations they otherwise would have had to settle for 40-yard field goals, both making a huge difference in the season. Down to number 15 on our countdown list. It's always sure to fire up Husky Stadium when the dogs can score a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. But Washington did that not once, but twice to open up the Cal game on December 23rd. Here we go on third down. Third and four to go. Cal with the ball in their own 43-yard line. Opening drive. Good jump from ZTF. Finley to throw. It's picked up by Lafoscio. Up the right sideline. 30, 25, breaks the tackle. 20, he's going in. Touchdown out of one. A pick six. The dog defense gives the Huskies an early lead. And a light show commences. Tony, it all starts with Zion as he comes off the top edge. Just that little bit of pressure and a slight hesitation by Finley because he double pumps the football. And number five hands up in the gap makes a heck of a play had to break a few tackles too to go pick six and how about that to start this football game that was the first touchdown of Edifuanyu Lafoscio's career and the newly installed LED lights at Husky Stadium made for a really memorable moment in the first night game after their installation Lafoscio would end up a finalist for the Butkus Award but the special teams play went to a finalist for the Bolitnikov. Romadunze is on to return the first punt of the game. Lachlan Wilson kicking it away, averaging 39.4 yards a punt. And Adunze is going to backpedal to the 15-yard line. He'll take it in at the 17, makes the first man miss. Angles left across the 20, 25, blocker 30. Oh, he beat a couple men across the 40, the 50. Romadunze up the left sideline. Got a key block. He's going all the way. The Huskies lead 13 to nothing. And they have you run a snap. Are you kidding me? Rome Adunze goes all the way. 83 yards. 
mean, he's not just a wide receiver. We haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> 2019, Aaron Fuller went 88 yards at BYU. But shades of Dante Pettis no. with that punt return. The way he made first guy miss, and that's when you overkick because the kick was gorgeous. High spiral and deep, but your layers and your cover group. But Rome outruns guys right up the gap to the middle. Tony, we haven't even played offense yet. <laughs> the best offense in the country. Can't even get on the field. Extra point from Grady Gross is good. 9-13 to go in the first quarter. Washington 14. Cal nothing. Those two plays went a long way toward Washington building a 45-12 halftime lead on Cal, tying a school record for the most points Washington had ever scored in a first half. What a way to say so long to the Golden Bears as they head to the ACC after this season. Number 14, it seems like games against Utah are always close, hard-fought four-quarter games, and this year's was no exception. But the defense stepped up in the second half, blanking the Utes in the final 30 minutes and delivering the nail in the coffin. It's going to be fourth down and 12 to go at their own 16-yard line. Oh, they place it up at the 18. Okay, 105, 104, 103 on the clock. Utah needs to convert or the Huskies win. The Dogs are a play away. 35-28 Washington. Barnes out of the shotgun, takes a snap, back to pass. Barnes steps up in the pocket. Barnes under pressure, backpedaling, throws downfield, intercepted! Picked off by Dom Hampton! Dominique Hampton, the sixth-year senior, with the interception, and the Huskies are going to 10-0! flags for the celebration just like penalty flags when Trent McDuffie had the interception to seal the win last time Utah was here and just like last time dogs don't care they got the job After done interception unsportsmanlike conduct defense 15 yard penalty first down it's all about the pressure and it was a sellout bringing pressure too but Voy Tanuvi, the twist and the gap and coming around the corner. Braylon there, everybody was going after that. But the ball, talk about making a play. Ball was fluttering. Number seven, Dom Hampton. It's not supposed to be easy. These games are supposed to be easy. <laughs> These games against Utah are never easy. And now they part ways. Utah to the Big 12. Huskies to the Big 10. But you want to talk about a Big 10. How about 10 and 0? Number 13, Jabbar Muhammad's masterpiece in Corvallis. The elements were awful. A torrential rain limiting Washington's high-powered passing attack. For the Huskies to stay undefeated on the road against the number 11 team in the country, it would require a heroic effort from the Husky defense. And that defense was led by number one, Jabbar Muhammad. Uyunga Lale under center. It's a play-action fake. Looking to throw deep down the left side. Broken up by Jabbar Muhammad, who closed in a hurry on Anthony Gould and knocked the ball away. Phenomenal play by Muhammad for his seventh PBU of the season. Huskies lead 9-7. 10.45 to go here in the second. Snap to Uyunga Lale. Check down. Caught by Gould. Breaks a tackle from Nish Powell. He fumbles the football. It's loose. And the Huskies get it back. Jabbar Muhammad on the far 
side of the field, jumps on the football, and the Huskies are positioned in the red zone. Four down linemen for the Huskies here on third down and nine. Oregon State with the ball at the Washington 20. Snapped to Uyunglele out of the shotgun, looking downfield. He's going to throw to the end zone. Man, covered, knocked away. Jabbar Muhammad's second PBU of the ball game with sensational coverage on Anthony Gould up the left sideline. Jabbar Muhammad is locked in today on the national stage, and it's fourth and nine. They're up 12 right now. Just a few seconds left in the first half. Uyungle laid a throw on third and ten, and the ball knocked away for a third PBU today by Jabbar Muhammad. He's having a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week kind of game. Jabbar Muhammad, the transfer from Oklahoma State, feels at home in a stadium full of orange, and the Huskies are going to force Oregon State to make a decision here on fourth and ten. Fourth down, ten to go. Eleven seconds left in the half. Uyungle lay out of the shotgun. Huskies might bring some pressure here. They're going to rush four. Uyungle looking to throw over the middle. Ball tipped up into the air and intercepted by Jabbar Muhammad. Third down and ten for Oregon State. Snap to Uyungle He's back to pass pressure coming. Trice gets to him as he throws the football. Picked off. It's intercepted. Jabbar Muhammad second of the day. And he returns it down to the 24-yard line. Braylon Trice was right up in Uyungle face. And Jabbar Muhammad's second interception today. Jabbar Muhammad tonight, Tony. Unbelievable. His anticipation, the way he's reading, but in the right spot. Sticky coverage, but catching the football, it's not something you practice like that, especially in this rain. Number 12, Husky Nation putting on a show for College Game Day. One of the most popular programs ESPN produces. The live college football preview show from campus to campus, coast to coast, set up for its 6 a.m. sign-on outside of Susilo Library. And as Reese Davis read his introduction long before the sun rose, University of Washington students, alumni, and fans showed the country exactly what it means to be a Husky. Audio credit here goes to ESPN. The morning darkness over Lake Washington. Not long ago, prospects of finding life amidst conference uncertainty seemed dim. And this beacon of the Pacific Northwest in danger of fading to black on the college football landscape. But once a flickering light in the distance suddenly has a blinding spotlight for center stage, Husky Stadium, Washington and Oregon. Bitter rivals, a couple of nuclear-powered offenses, playoff contenders, and maybe the two best teams in the country. I'm telling you, the stakes are enormous. Other contenders are heavy favorites today, and the biggest danger is hitting that snooze button too many times. But we don't need an alarm clock here, because everybody's wide awake, soaking up a purple rain, and believing that the Ducks will bow down to Washington. Pat McAfee in particular seemed to take a liking to Washington. He hosted his national talk show from outside Kalen DeBoer's office on Friday, and on early Saturday morning, he played to the crowd to get them all fired up. It is 6 a.m., and listen to this crowd. Go! 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 This is one of the most impressive things I've seen humans do. It's it's raining, it's miserable, it's 6 a.m. And they've been out here all morning. Shout out to the Washington Huskies fan base being a beautiful representation of college football. Number 11, Dylan Johnson's epic effort in Los Angeles. 
Three minutes left in Los Angeles. 45-42, dogs lead at USC. Snap to Penix. Toss sweep left. Dylan Johnson to the edge. Inside the 10. Inside the 5. He stretches out to the pylon. He's a yard shy. First and goal for the Huskies. Dylan Johnson continues to climb in the record books. And the dogs are knocking on the doorstep with 2.47 to go. How about that man right there? Dead to rights. Pushes through the tackle. Almost jumps and gets into the pylon. I feel like they should look at this almost too. A man possessed tonight, number seven. 254 yards ties Napoleon Kaufman against San Jose State for the sixth most in a single game in Husky history. 45-42 dogs going for the kill shot. Penix under center at the one-yard line. Takes a snap. Hand off Dylan Johnson. Plunges his way in. Two arms up. Fourth touchdown tonight for Dylan Johnson. And the Huskies take a two-possession lead with 2.20 to go. They are two minutes and 20 seconds away from a win in the Coliseum and getting to 9-0. To make a statement in that drive. Your defense in voice steps up. Okay, you take down number 13, you get him to a huge sack. Then you go 81 yards on the ground and number seven tonight. Dylan Johnson. What a man. Brady Gross for the PAT. Ball's placed down. Kick is on the way. It's true. And the Huskies score 52. 52-42. And they're starting to head to the exits at the Coliseum to beat that L.A. traffic, Elise. Well, guys, Dylan Johnson plunging into the end zone. He gets up. You, He just looks exhausted. He is giving every single ounce of energy and grit that he has. And he gets in the end zone. He gets up, walks slowly off the field. Michael Penix comes up, puts his arm around him, and they just exchange a smile as they head to the bench. A huge finish and drive by that Husky offense. Johnson's 256 yards rushing officially marked the fifth most in a game in Husky football history and the most ever against a ranked team. His record book performance helped the Huskies to a 52-42 win over USC, the most points the Huskies have ever scored against the Trojans in school history. All right, we've made it to the top 10, and the memories from here on out almost require a little magic. Starting with number 10, we'll go to the Michael Penix-Roma Dunze connection at Oregon State. An atmospheric river descended on Corvallis. Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk combined for zero catches. It was the only game in Penix's Husky career where he completed less than 50% of his passes. But there was no doubting Roma Dunze could and would come through, accounting for more than half the team's receptions, 60% of their receiving yards, and both receiving touchdowns. Third down, eight to go. Huskies go empty set here. Three by two is the formation. Dylan Johnson in a slot on the inside of the left. And they'll motion him into the backfield now. Jack West over the tight end. Roma Dunze wide to the left with McMillan and Polk off to the right. Huskies facing third down and nine here on the opening drive. Scoreless first quarter. Snap to Penix. He's back to pass. Looking for the end zone. Has it. Dunze caught. Touchdown, Roma Dunze. 
Adunze's 10th touchdown catch of the year as he beat Jaden Robinson on the left side. And the Huskies march 11 plays down the field on the opening drive and claim an emphatic 6-0 lead in Corvallis. Well, you wanted to get number one involved. Last week it was big plays, but immediately Rome with a slight hesitation. His hezzy, the way he balances his feet and then gets the space on the release, the soft throw. Didn't have to be a fastball there. Mike put it up soft, high, and about five-yard gap on the red zone. That's an excellent route by number one. One minute to go. Here in the second quarter, Huskies have it at the Oregon State 32. Empty set as Penix is going to throw on first down. Looking toward the end zone. He has man coverage for Roma Dunze. He's got it. Touchdown, Roma Dunze. Up the left sideline. A Belinikoff kind of catch. His second touchdown catch of the night. And the Huskies lead 22 to 10. Heading into the intermission with 54 seconds to go. Is somebody going to tell the other teams in the country you do not cover one-on-one? -on -one? With number one, every single time tonight, he has been targeted in one-on-one. -on -one. Instantaneously, if you have the confidence to cover Rome, good luck, because it's not going to happen. That ball was spaced, his timing, the kickback, and using the body to catch it and finish. A Heisman throw, a Bolitnikov catch, and the Huskies are going for two to try to make it a 14-point game into the locker room. But it was this play, with the season on the line, which will be one of the many from this year remembered forever. 11 Washington Huskies will line up for third and three. They need three yards to get to 11 and 0 against the 11th ranked team in the country. Third down, three to go. Washington has the ball at the Oregon State 40 yard line. Beavers have no timeouts remaining. 158 on the clock. Like Michael Penix in a, in a run potentially here. He's going to go shotgun, Cam. It'll be a pistol formation now. Johnson motions. So this will be empty set. Four receivers off to the right. Penix takes a snap, looking to throw. He's going to fire, and it's caught by Roman Dunze! Unbelievable! A fastball to the Belitnikov candidate, Roman Dunze takes it into the 20-yard line. It's a first down for Washington. They'll take three knees, and they will go to the Boeing Apple Cup with an 11-0 record. I don't believe it, Cam. Game, set, match. You find number one, you go empty backfield, everybody's expecting a run, and you throw a back shoulder dart to number one. Wow. It puts a Dunze over 100 yards on the game, and Washington will go into the victory formation in Corvallis with 1.30 to go. Michael Penix takes a snap. He takes a knee. Do it two more times, and the dogs are going to 11-0. My goodness. Whatever it takes, Cam. Whatever it takes. And this defense is what it took tonight. The Huskies celebrating on the sideline with 104, 103, 102 to go. Washington, 22, Oregon State, 20. Number nine, back to Roma Dunze again, but this time a week later at the Apple Cup. With the season on the line again, the Huskies made the toughest and gutsiest decision of the year. In a tied ball game with less than two minutes to go, on fourth and one from their own 29-yard line, Washington was going to go for it. If they don't convert, the Cougs are already in field goal range with one of the strongest-legged kickers in the country. It was a must-convert situation, and on fourth and one, 
they went back to number one. They're sending the offense onto the field. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I, at this point, I don't have any problems with it. I don't. I like going to win a football game instead of hoping to win. Go put your best guys out there and see what you got. The season comes down to this play. Fourth down and one at their own 29-yard line. Michael Penix will go out of the shotgun. Dylan Johnson is on his left hip. Roma Dunze, the receiver, into the boundary. Three tight ends in the ballgame. They run Dylan Johnson off right tack. No! Adunze sneaks away up the left sideline to the 50-yard line. I totally bit the fake. They hand it to Adunze on the reverse. And Roma Dunze scampers for 22, the longest run of his career. He had us all fooled. DJ went down the middle. It's a great call. It was a play that fooled almost everyone in the stadium, myself included, and including all 11 Washington State defenders. The Huskies faked a handoff to Dylan Johnson and pitched the ball to Adunze on an end around, picking up 22 yards, and the Cougs would never run another offensive play in 2023. For number eight, we go to a seemingly innocuous moment from spring football. April 12, 2023, a handful of local reporters surrounding quarterback Michael Penix Jr. during post-practice interviews. Penix, who was receiving attention as a Heisman Trophy candidate after finishing eighth in the balloting the year before, was asked how he felt about his candidacy. His answer was something I'll never forget. Do you think about winning the Heisman? Does that matter to you? Is it important to you? I think about winning the national championship. And whatever comes with that, come with it. So. That short, simple, honest, and direct response not only was obviously genuine and deeply felt at the time, but was also backed up with the way that he played throughout the season. And Penix, who was invited to New York City as Washington's first Heisman finalist since Steve Entman in 1991, was the only one of the four candidates whose national championship hopes are still alive heading into the bowl season. Number seven, Zion Tupuola Fatui against USC. One of the more heartbreaking stories surrounding the team this year was that senior edge rusher Zion Tupola Fatui found out that his father had passed away. He learned of the news while he was on the team bus heading to the airport after Washington's game against Stanford. And one week later, Zion made the difficult decision that he wanted to try to play through his heartbreak in the Huskies' huge game at USC. And late in the first half, Zion came up with one of the biggest plays of the game and the season. Williams goes empty set. Pressure coming off the edges. Williams rolls out past ETF. Gets grabbed, lost the football, down on the ground. And Braylon Trice has it for the Huskies. It was jarred loose by Zion Tupola Fatui. And Braylon Trice pounces on it. A costly turnover for USC. Straight larceny by number four. Steal it. You know, if you get a little loose with the football, number four swats it away. Take that strip sack. Big Tooley jumping on it. Brayling getting on it. That's what it took. Get home with four. Great job, too, by Eddie Olafosio. He disguised the blitz, and then he dropped back in the zone and stole that underneath throw where Caleb wanted to do. He adjusted to it, gave time for Zion. Steal it. The fifth forced fumble in Zion Tupuola Fatui's illustrious Husky career. It allowed the Huskies to score right before halftime and take a lead into the locker room, a game they eventually won. And after the game, ZTF talked with our Elise Woodward on the field. Yeah, getting embraced by his fellow senior Jack Westover. 
And a lot of emotion, Zion. I, I know for you personally, this has been a really difficult time. And you come out here and you have one of the biggest plays in the game in the strip sack. Uh, just tell me what is going through your mind right now. Yeah, you know, uh, that's on my dad out there tonight. Um, he been wanting that strip sack all season. I'm just, uh, I'm glad I was able to play in his memory. I know I didn't really want to play. I felt this week was really hard for me. And even the first quarter, I felt like might be better for me to just take my pants off and be the cheerleader for my brothers but uh you know he, he helped me make a play and, and just got the juices going for the rest of the game and i'm just thankful i was able to, 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 to honor his memory tonight um, call my mom after this and you know talk to the family i'm just uh i'm missing him man he would have loved this so well, he, you know he's watching right now zion yeah for sure man for sure uh, sucks not being able to call him you know so for you and this team, this is such a moment, a huge moment to get this win down here and to make the plays that the plays necessary, especially down the stretch. Zion, what's it mean to you and this team? Yeah, um, you know, we believe in us. We've always believed in us. Um, and, uh, you know, people say they're going to say, man, we're only worried about the voices inside of our building. Um, we think we're the best team in the nation. We come out here, you know, the score, you know, everybody. It'd be ideal, you know, be 77-0, you know, every week. That's just not life. That's not reality. That's not football. So um, we played a quality game today, you know. So I'm not, no, probably go on my phone and hear about how our defense sucks even more. But uh, we just stopped, you know, last year's uh, Heisman Trophy winner enough times for us to win, you know. And that's football. You know, at the end of the day, you need one point to win. So For sure. You're 9-0. When I tell you, you're 9-0. What do you think? Uh, first time. Uh, pretty lit. <laughs> but you know what? We're, we're not 9-0. We're 1-0 nine times. So... I like it. I like it. Well, congratulations, Zion. And, and for all the Husky Nations, prayers to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, Husky Nation. Love you guys. Seeing the way Zion was embraced by his teammates as the game went on was uplifting. And ABC's TV cameras caught a moment between DeBoer and ZTF after the game that went viral as a touching and inspirational endorsement for the close bonds that Coach DeBoer's culture has created in such a short time at the UW. Number six stays with the defense. On a night where almost nothing was working offensively, the defense had to carry the moment against Arizona State. The Sun Devils were facing fourth and short in the Husky red zone, clinging to a 7-6 lead, and a touchdown might have completely spoiled the excitement and the season generated by that win over Oregon the week before. But Mish Powell came through with the defensive play of the year. Scadaboo is on the left hip for the moment of Trenton Borgay. Trip set into the boundary. Left hash mark, 13-yard line. Husky, six down. On the line. Now man in motion from left to right. Snap to Borgay. Borgay looking to throw. Slam pattern check to the intercept and picked up at the 11-yard line. Mish Powell at the left sideline. 40, 50, one man to beat. 30, 20. Are you kidding me? Mish it and goes the distance of pick six for Mish Powell. The hometown hero gives Washington its first touchdown of the game and a 12-7 lead here in the fourth quarter against Arizona State. The recognition of that throw and the call. Again, a fourth down call. You've been running the ball. That situation... Beast Powell recognizes where he was on the field, saw the ball. Borgay was getting nitpicky with it to the flat. 
and then to outrun everybody down the side. An 88-yard interception return for a touchdown, and the Husky defense scores the first touchdown of the night for Washington. It was the fifth longest pick six in Husky football history, officially 89 yards, and it served as Washington's only touchdown in a 15-7 survival in UW's final conference game against Arizona State. At number five, the four straight plays that changed the course of Husky football history. As time was winding down, Oregon led Washington 33-29 and was facing third and two in Seattle. The Ducks had already amassed nearly 500 yards and were averaging close to seven yards per play. And all they needed was two yards in two plays to beat the Huskies in Seattle. Heading into third down, ESPN's win probability calculator gave Oregon a 96.6% chance of winning the game. The next four plays changed everything. Now Washington is backed into a corner where they must get a stop here. 2.21 on the clock and only one timeout remaining. Third down and two. And if Oregon gets a first down, it's virtually the ball game. Not literally, but virtually. Here we go. Crowd gets loud, two tight ends to the right. Bo Nix trying to communicate. Jordan James comes into the ball game as the fresh tailback. And he'll be on the right hip of Bo Nix for third and two. Handoff, Jordan James slips, loses his footing. He gets hit at the line of scrimmage. MJ Ale was the first one to make contact with him. He might have gotten back to the line to gain, possibly lost a yard. Huskies use their final timeout with 2.16 on the clock. It's going to be fourth down. So last year we know we know what Dan Lanning did okay, on that fourth down situation. We know exactly what he did to give Washington a short field. Here we are with two minutes and 16 seconds. This is a full three yards. It's a full three yards, and you've done a couple plays. Do you want to punt and give the ball back to Michael Penix in this offense? Probably not. Probably not. But if... If Washington was in this situation earlier in the game, Tony, and it, of course it was at the second half where you go for it, and I think you go for this all day long. And they do. They bring out the offense. Ball is placed on the purple W at a 47-yard line of Washington. Huskies must get a stop here. 2.16 left. They've got no remaining timeouts. Oregon 33, Washington 29. Fourth down and three. It's a pass play. Ferguson is aligned to the left. They'll motion. Tez Johnson snapped to Nix. Rolls out to the left. Being chased. Nix throws. Incomplete. Huskies get the football back 53 yards away from winning the ball game. 2-11 to go. They rolled Nix to the left. And he threw an incompletion. Well, we know he rolls to the right. It's positive. You get him to the left. And then that happens. The stop of the season. Now you have it in your number one's hand. Look, fourth down has been the bugaboo for Dan Lanning and, and today. He has made epic decisions for his team, but they are leading this football game, and you still have to go win it. Oregon is 0 for 3 on fourth down today, and now a drive for the ages. 
In 115 meetings, has there been a drive as big as this? 2-11 to go. Huskies trail Oregon 33-29. They've got it at their own 47. Penix takes a shotgun snap. He drops back to pass in the pocket. He's going to launch it down the field for Jalen Polk, who catches at the 20-yard line and tumbles down to the 19. He's hot. Big play, J.P. He's hot. Keep feeding him. Beat Tysheen Johnson zone. Go the dogs. That's in between two defenders also, Tony. He goes up into the air and makes the play and now suddenly we have another Oregon player injured on the sideline mysteriously. Well, there's plenty of time left in this ballgame. 148 to go. Washington now needs to be strategic about the way they try to score these points. 148 is a lot of time and they trail Oregon by four, so it must be a touchdown. Well, you, here's how I look at this. We, you could try. There's no way you try to bleed clock or try to use up or do whatever you can. You have to go score points with your best play now. And then put it on your defense. If you try to do something different and shorten this game and come out of character, you're going to give... You're going to go right into what Oregon wants you to do. That said, Dylan Johnson has 20 carries for a career-high 100 yards on the ground. Might not hurt to try a couple run plays. Johnson's on the right hip of Michael Penix here. 18-yard line of Oregon. Dogs down by four. Snap. Penix to throw. Goes for the end zone. Off the left sideline. Romaduce! Touchdown, Washington! Fireworks shoot up out of the scoreboard. 138 to go. And the Huskies take the lead. Well, that touchdown to Adunze will go down as one of the most iconic plays in Husky history. That entire four-play sequence changed the momentum so drastically in Washington's favor, and there was no way Washington would be where it is today, playing for the college football playoff and in the Sugar Bowl, had it not gotten wins on all four of those consecutive plays during crunch time. Number four, Michael Penix at the Heisman Trophy Ceremony. Audio credit here goes to ESPN as former Heisman winner Robert Griffin III introduced Penix to the crowd. Hey, let's give it up again for these Heisman finalists. One more time. All these guys had amazing years, and I'm here with Michael Penix Jr. So, Mike, you had four season-ending injuries at Indiana. Then you come to Washington, you get you know lead here in passing yards, two straight seasons, and you lead Washington to the college football playoff. When you were at your lowest moment, what was it that kept you going and allowed you to continue to believe in your dreams? Yeah, man, for me, it was always just leaning on my faith, you know, and just leaning on the ones who supported me and loved me throughout the whole the whole journey, you know. And I have my family here, so I, I got to thank them, you know, for always being there for me and giving me that boost that I needed whenever I was going through those times. Talking about the people that were there for you, you have a special uh, thing inside your jacket right now. Why don't you show the crowd what you got going on? So right here I got on the inside of my jacket, I have all my teammates and my coaches, you know. <laughs> yeah, just uh, show my appreciation to them, you know, because they, they're not here today, but, you know, on my, on my suit they are. And uh, obviously I couldn't be here without them. No doubt about it. Awesome. 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 
Panics finished number two in the voting, the closest vote since 2018. It was the highest Heisman finish in Husky football history, and he also became the first Husky to win the Maxwell Award, which goes to the College Football Player of the Year. Penix represented the UW with tremendous class and dignity, not just in that moment, but over the entire two years that he spent on Montlake and made his entire family and all of Husky Nation incredibly proud that he's a dog for life. Number three, Grady Gross against the Cougs. But right now, it comes down to this moment. Grady Gross from 42 yards for the Boeing Apple Cup for 12-0 for the state of Washington. Green to snap, McAllister to hold. The kick is on the way. The kick is up. The end over end kick is right down the middle. The clock expires, and Washington has done it. Grady Gross is the hero, and Washington is 12-0. It wouldn't be any other way, my friend. 12-0. Go celebrate, dogs. For the first time since 1991, the Huskies have checked every box. They beat them all. again for a Pac-12 title next week. Here come the students. An unbelievable night on my lake. Dave Softy Muller, what do you see? Guys, I got Roger Rosengarten down here. Unbelievable. You did it again. You pulled a rabbit out of your hat and you're 12-0 for the first time in 32 years. How about that? Hey, by any means, as soon as the November hits, we gotta, we gotta do anything we can to get, get a win, man. We didn't execute how we wanted to. But this is all that matters, getting these W's because they come super hard in November. The fourth down play to keep the drive going down here. Talk us through what happened. Just staying poised, calm through the through the process. I mean, we knew what we had to do. Um, we prepped it all week. We do this all week, these two-minute drills where we got to go, go down and get a point. Um, so our preparation, I just go back to that, and uh, we executed and uh, got that field goal. You're 12-0. Are you done yet? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now we just wait, and uh, we have a great, great opponent coming up against us, uh, but we're ready. All right, Roger, great stuff, man. Congratulations. Okay, softy. All right, guys, I'm going to stay down here. Back to you. These dogs of destiny have done it again. 12-0. Washington has a will. It has a way. And that way has won 23 games over the last two years, more than any other two-year span in school history. Gross's game winner might not have even been his biggest moment that day. Later in the locker room, head coach Kalen DeBoer had a special message for his sophomore kicker. Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, I'm thankful for Grady Gross. And you know what I hope Grady Gross is thankful for? The scholarship he's earned. Number two, wide right. With Washington leading Oregon 36-33 to in time winding down, Oregon sent out its senior kicker to extend the game. There's four seconds left. They'll trot on Camden Lewis for a 42-yard field goal attempt to try to send it to overtime. And why wouldn't it be down to a field goal? 
One of the most thrilling college football games of the year anywhere. And Camden Lewis from the middle of the field will try a 42-yarder on the season. He's six for seven coming into today, and he made one earlier as well. This from 42. Good snap, good hold. Kick is on the way. Kick is up. End over end kick. He's no good. He missed it. He missed it wide right. He missed it wide right. I don't believe it, Cam. I don't believe it. It's pandemonium at Husky Stadium. You're not keeping him off the field here. Washington 36, Oregon 33 in a classic. Students that have been partying since 4 a.m. are heading to the Purple W at the 50. And Elise, good luck finding a football player to interview. Edifon Ulafosio with Elise on the sideline. The mic, man. We busted their asses off, man. I'm telling you, these factual wins are easy to win, bro. But we find a way, man. That's what it is. That's what it's us, man. I just love this team, man. Oh, my God. Have you ever like this right here, Eddie. No, I, I'm not going to lie. No, I haven't. I'm not, man. It's great. I can feel it. That's great. Tell me, looking at this, look at the Husky student section, the fans. What does this mean to you in this program? It is everything, man. The team worked so hard. We worked so hard, man, on a day-to-day basis. And it feels good to get the win, man. We earned it, man. It was not easy. We earned it, man. So, kudos to them, but, man, God's on top. Congratulations. You go have some fun. All right, buddy. Back to you, Tony. The party is on in Seattle. Cam, I was stressed. You were stressed. 70,000 were stressed. Every single person on that sideline believed. When it got hard, when it looked improbable, this team believes. And now the Washington Huskies have taken four of the last seven against the Oregon Ducks. Remember where you were, Husky fans. Remember this football game. We have been waiting for it. We are back. When I mean back, we own the Northwest. We own the Northwest. Back to the field with Elise. You guys, it is incredible. Down here, the entire student section out near midfield. They are hugging every Husky player that they can find. Purple Rain's playing now. What a scene and what a day to be a Husky. What a scene indeed. The sign on the scoreboard saying, please stay off the field. Good luck. <laughs> Just plowed through like a red light. Good luck. This is phenomenal. Purple Rain playing. Everybody's singing along. And Seattle is partying all night. Washington defeats Oregon 36-33. to And Michael Penix, after a Heisman moment, to a Bolitnikoff deserving wide receiver in Roma Dunze. Now getting interviewed by Holly Rowe on national TV and darn near in tears with his face in his jersey. Michael Penix, 22 of 37, 302 yards. And that special young man 
should book his flight now. Alaska Airlines flight number nine, nonstop service to LaGuardia. Send this kid to New York. There is so much football still to be played, but that is as good of a quarterback as exists in college football. And the emotions are flowing right now as he speaks to ESPN. What a moment. What an advertisement for the University of Washington this whole week has been. It's pretty remarkable in retrospect that both of Washington's most bitter rivalry games, Oregon and Washington State, were both home games that both came down to field goals on literally the last play of the game, one that the Ducks missed and one that the Huskies made against the Kooks. And finally, number one, the last play in Pac-12 football history with Washington leading Oregon 34-31. to If they can take 15 seconds off the clock, they're going to win the ball game. Toss sweep right. Dylan Johnson cuts up field. Oh, he's going to go across the 35-30. He slides down to the 25. The Huskies are going to win the Pac-12 championship. Dylan Johnson did it. He picked up a first down, and the Huskies are going to the college football playoff. Do you believe it, Huskies? I believe, baby. Johnson, a nice bath for Kalen DeBoer, 24-2, and and he's 3-0 against the Oregon Ducks. 13-0, Celebrate, baby, celebrate all you want. This Washington team has done it. Cam, we're going to the college football playoff, baby. I'm going to hug every damn person in this stadium. (laughs) Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Purple party in Las Vegas. Sprinting out onto the field. Washington 34, Oregon 31. I love this team. I love these coaches. I love it all. These underdogs have done it again. Elise is on the field with Braylon Trice. You did it, Braylon. There's tears in your eyes. What are the emotions? crazy right now. I can't even explain it. It's been a long road, a long journey, and we we did it. We really did it. It's crazy to me. You are 13-0. You are Pac-12 champs. You are heading to the college football playoffs. I know it hasn't sunk in, but you've been dreaming of this. Well, what does it mean right now? It means the world. I'm, I'm just so happy to be here and doing this next to my, my boys, my family. Like, there's nobody else I'd rather go to battle with and do this with every single day. Like, Everybody in this building that's wearing purple deserves this right now. We've worked so hard for this. Braylon, first half, the defense forces three, three and outs. You knew Oregon was going to come back and swing. They took the lead, and then the defense clamped down. What happened? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I got so much going through my head right now. Well, take a look around. What's going through your mind here? The Husky fans are going nuts, and so are your teammates. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for coming, too. Go dogs, Go Huskies. I love you all. We're in purple tonight. Let's go. Pac-12 champs, Tony. We'll send it back up to you. Pac-12 champs and a 13-win team for the first time in Washington football history. The dogs are heading to the college football playoff. Washington is going to college football's promised land. And it's probably Pasadena. I can't even believe it, How man. about it, Cam? I can't even believe it, man. I can't even believe it. The destiny of this team, the way they finished, 
from start. All you doubters. <laughs> Every single one of you prognosticators. These dogs of destiny are Pac-12 champions and Butkus finalist Edifuanu Lafosio in his homecoming to Las Vegas. Started as a walk-on, now a sixth-year senior is on the field with Elise. Eddie, you're in your hometown. You're celebrating with all your friends and family here on the sideline. You did it. What does this mean to you? Man, God is so great, man. This this team is so resilient, man. I, we heard so much talk about, you know, how Oregon can overcome. They always count us out, man. But I always knew and I always believed in this team. Always believed that we were the better team, man. And, you know, hey, man, get the Washington Huskies they respect. Get Coach Morrell his respect. Give Mike Pence his freaking Heisman, man. <laughs> we earned it. You can't say it. Say what you want. We earned every single game, man. And we did it. We did it again. You're 13-0. You are Pac-12 champs. You huddled the defense up after Oregon took that go-ahead score. What did you say to them, Eddie? I was saying that we're just being ourselves. There's nothing that they were doing that was scaring us. It wasn't a town thing. It was just us. And you see what happened. We just do our job, right? So at the end of the day, I, 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 put, I, I, put, I bet on my guys than anybody any day of the week, man. And we just did it, man. I'm proud of my guys, man. Proud as heck of them, man. We did it. Pac-12 champs, you're heading to the Final Four. It just keeps bigger. It's probably going to be the Rose Bowl, Eddie. What does that mean? It means the world, man. First game was in uh, my first, my last game, my first year was in the Rose Bowl. And we've been trying to get back ever since, and we had our chances, but, man, it's special. It's special to be able to do it on the last one, man. That's why we came back. That's why we came back. That's exactly why we came back. That's Devin Kolb who said that's why we came back. And this is everything you dreamed of, Eddie. It is why you came back as Eddie puts on the Pac-12 championship T-shirt. For you guys, so many seniors. I mean, how, how do you feel like this team should be remembered now at 13-0 and 0 and more to come? We beat the Oregon Ducks two times, three times in a row. You tell me in a part of the rivalry what that about. Three times in a row, and they can take it to the grave. Thank you. That's it. Mike drop. Back up to you guys. Michael Penix hands it off to Dylan Johnson on third and nine. You need a first down to clinch the Pac-12 championship, and they run a running play on third and nine, and Dylan Johnson, who runs for a career-high 28 rushes. That man on some painful, painful legs runs the ball 28 times today against what everybody has said is one of the best defenses in college football, and he runs for 155 freaking yards. And the Washington Huskies, this this team from Seattle, led by Kalen DeBoer, the coach of the year in college football, the best coach in college football, took a 4-8 and team and in two years has gone 24-2, the best two-year turnaround by record in the history of college football, Power 5 college football. Pop the champagne, cue up the Sinatra, they've done it their way. Washington 34, Oregon 31. I'm going to add this final little tidbit, Tony. We got the best receiver in the nation. Crown it. We got the best quarterback in the nation. Head to head. Crown it. And we got the best coach in the nation. You better crown that man because all of them, happy hat and t-shirt day today because that's what it is. Hat and t-shirt day. Champs of the Pac-12. And we ain't done yet, Tony. We ain't done.
There's a lot of green that's sitting in this stadium staring in disbelief. Dylan Johnson, 28 rushes, 155, and the game-clinching run where he decided to slide down and win it for his teammates, his brothers, on the final play of the game, he's standing by with Elise. Dylan, that the biggest play of the game, the conversion, it wasn't your touchdowns, it wasn't everything. You were a workhorse, and I know you're in pain. How did you get this done? Man, I told the guys I'll do whatever it takes, man. No arm, no leg, no foot. I was going to come out here and play my balls off and do whatever it takes to get this win. When you decided to come to Washington, did you even dream this could be possible? Absolutely. We had, to, we had a, like I said, if you go back through the interviews, I said that we had a special group of guys, and, you know, look where we're at now, man. We're blessed. Can you believe 13-0 in Pac-12 champs, Dylan? Yeah, we'll celebrate. Oh, yes, absolutely awesome. Thank you. He's going to go celebrate, guys. They're As up he on the should. Podium. Absolutely. As he should. Thank you, Elise. Dylan Johnson, man, I mean, he's got to be Toyota player of the game. Big-time oh, candidate. No question. 28 carries, I'm, 155 yards against an Oregon defense. Can we give it to them all, Tony? Take a look at the Oregon defense, which was eighth in the nation against the run, holding opponents to 92.6 yards per game. 19th in the nation in yards per carry allowed. Seventh in the nation in fewest touchdown rushes allowed. And now the dogs are on the podium, getting ready to take what is theirs, a Pac-12 championship trophy, and all the other ones that are voted on, Heisman, Bolitnikoff. Line them up, stack them up. Butkus, hey, can't control whether the national folks want to give those out to a Washington Husky or not, but what you can't take away is 13-0. Nobody can take away 13-0. Nobody can take away a Pac-12 championship, the final one ever. And Washington heads to the Big Ten with three straight wins against Oregon. They're the best in the West. And these guys, so long as this core can stick together, these guys are title contenders for years to come. That's it. What a wild, unbelievable, incredible season. And that's my top 23 of 2023. Presented by Red Hook. Make sure you get over to redhook.com and reserve your tickets for the official Sugar Bowl watch party at the Red Hook Brew Lab on Capitol Hill. Doors will open on New Year's Day at noon. And also make sure you join us for our complete coverage live from New Orleans on New Year's Day. Kickoff at the Sugar Bowl will be at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, and our pregame coverage will start statewide on the network at 3.30 p.m. It'll start at 3 p.m. on 93.3 KJR-FM and starting at 1.30 p.m. on 9.50 KJR-AM in Seattle. Until then, I'm Tony Castricone saying so long, thanks for listening, and wishing you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday Season, and a Happy New Year. Go dogs!